0: Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as they take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent. Today, I am so excited to talk to you about when parenting begins to take a toll on your relationship. This is hands down not discussed enough, it is not discussed enough openly. And it is not addressed nearly as much as it should be in terms of the steps we can take in order to either A, prevent it, or B, to acknowledge it and support the rift or strain within your dynamic and your personal relationship with your partnership. Now you may be wondering, now Brooke... Dr. B, why are you discussing this today? Because you are currently a solo parent. Well, I have pretty much been through it all. And I'm going to share with you a lot about my partnership today that I've never shared before. And one of the reasons that I choose to share it is so that you don't feel alone, so that you know that it's okay to struggle that it's okay for your partnership to struggle. And really the lessons that I've learned through one heck of a partnership and not only just my partnership, but supporting my parents. I would probably say my favorite, favorite types of clients are the ones in which I am supporting both the partnership the husband and the wife, the wife and the wife, the husband and husband, because I do it individually. I see them completely individual. I do not share what is going on with the other one, but it allows me to see the lens of truly what's going on, seeing the different parenting styles, seeing what needs to shift and be adjusted, seeing the struggles from each other's lens. It's not just a therapeutic relationship where I give an opinion to one of my clients and not take in the other's consideration of what's going on from their lens. And the growth and creation of what they create and build together is the most incredible, beautiful experience. And I'm honored and so proud of those couples that I've worked with because their lives are And children's lives have been completely transformed because they both understand this work, right? They don't just have one party understanding and learning how to emotionally and sensory regulate your body, but to understand what it's like for a full unit to function together with the same long-term mission and agenda of enjoying their life and being happy, yeah? So- I think the big question is why? Like, why does relationships, once being parents, why, did it, why does it take a toll? Like, why does it fall apart? Why do we have issues? Like, whatever you want to call it, like, why? And I'm going to go through a bunch of them with you. First and foremost, we are ever-evolving humans. I know that the literature now is expressing and stating so much more clearly and that's what I push a lot of is for everyone to understand that neuroplasticity happens throughout the course of your life and through the course of your brain and we used to believe that zero to five was the age range in which the majority of the 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 brain could you know rework itself and rewire and all the different things but it hands down happens throughout the course of your life and so who you are as a young adult, maybe when you met your partner, is not necessarily who you're going to be when you decide to have children. And not only that, but you become a different human over time because we're ever evolving and you don't really know who you're going to be as a parent until you actually become one. I fell in love with Jonathan and I will never forget these words but he used to say how much and how desperately he wanted to be a dad now we all have these thoughts right we all share these feelings of I want to do what mine didn't do I want to be different than my parent and Jonathan grew up with a mom and dad who were divorced and his siblings were much much older and he was basically a solo child. Like he was basically growing up as an as one. And so through the midst of their parents, his parents separating, he expressed to me that he felt alone a lot of the times. And when a couple separates, there's a lot of healing that goes into that for themselves. And he wanted to feel different. And as we move through the process of having children, I held on to that of like, Jonathan like that's one of the reasons I fell in love with him was like he couldn't wait to be a dad like the moment we we got married he was like when are we having kids I was like Oh, hold on like hold on like we got engaged on our one year anniversary and I think I want a little bit of time with you like let's slow our roll so I, I pushed it a little bit but he was so ready to have kids and I think it's really important to discuss for everyone who's listening to this, that just because you want to be a parent, you don't really know what being a parent is actually going to look like until you are actually a parent. And I myself didn't know that either. Like, I thought it was going to be completely different than it is. It You just, you have no books, no classes, no nothing can prepare you, right? So first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage, Right, Like the love part's easy. You fall in love with someone, right? You, you explain and create and, and decide like all these different things that you want within your partnership. But then the reality is like you don't know what kind of kiddo you're going to have if they're highly emotional or require extra support or they're a perfect angel or you got twins like you have no earthly idea what is about to happen. So there's no preparedness for how you show up once you have children and the acceptance of that, of like, okay, like there was no conversation and I I don't know if there's a lot of conversation in many partnerships of like, okay, this is going to change. This is going to change me. This is going to change you. This is going to change us. Are we ready for that change? What does that change look like? What do we want that change to look like? How do we support ourselves? How do we make sure that this partnership is remain strong and all the different things like have the conversations have the conversations about parenting styles and how you want to raise them and what that looks like like go down to the knit and grit and yet it still may not prepare you for everything that happens yeah also parenting takes a toll on your relationship point blank because you're exhausted because you're both working your butts off yeah whether you're both a two income family or one is a stay at home or or who knows you're both staying at home like you are working your booty off and you are exhausted the world today does not function the way in which our parents and our grandparents used to live it is a completely different beast even looking at like how much things cost yeah like our parents were able to live like they lived because things didn't cost so damn much. And so in order to keep the lights on, have a home, be able to support your child and and spend a hundred dollars on, I don't know, horseback riding lessons, like who can do that? Who can do that consistently? Right. And maybe you can, but that sure as hell means that you're busting your butt to be able to do that. Right. Not to mention keeping up with the Joneses of the fancy cars or the newest, latest and greatest or the cute outfit or the this or the that. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Another reason is there's just not much time left over for your partnership. I was stretched so incredibly thin being the CEO of a business and I had a brick and mortar right when the kids came out. I had the children both in the NICU for three weeks at a time. I was running a business. I was taking care of the kids. I was pumping, which is basically like having twins. I was making sure that my children were meeting their developmental milestones while also making sure that all my clients' developmental milestones were happening, trying to support other parents, supporting myself, supporting Jonathan. Like, what, no, what, like, what? Like, hmm? Like, when is there a time to be like, oh, honey, let's just go lay on the porch. I love you. Like, that doesn't, there's very little time, right? And if you... Let's say go out for date night. Like maybe it's been a whole week. Maybe it's been a few weeks until you've reconnected. It doesn't just happen. The reconnection doesn't just like, boop, Ah, there we go, we're back. Like that takes some hours, hours, like to sit in and like mold and meld back together. It takes some time, yeah? Now I would say the biggest hurdle is communication we get so caught up in but you said this but you did this but he did this but she did did, did, did." like communication is so crucial and if you don't have strong communication between the two of you there's never going to be healthy beautiful communication with your children I know that's like so harsh and hard to hear but if you aren't modeling and understand how to stay in your lane how to support your partnership's feelings but not take them on as your own as well as for you to show up for yourself and own your own feelings without your partnership getting or your partner getting annoyed or or, or offense, offended or just like you've got to you've got to you got to get some help like you have to. It doesn't have to be with me. What I'm saying is gain some support in terms of learning healthy, beautiful connection and communication because that will drive the ship towards teaching your children that as well and maybe your parents didn't teach you that maybe you don't recognize that you don't have that from before you had kids yeah but that's the first place to start is like checking and be like do we have communication if we don't we got to get on it like yesterday yeah I would say that Jonathan and I our romance was like so fast and so quick and I just fell head over heels with him and there wasn't a lot going on in our lives to cause these stressful big conversations like we had a beautiful courtship and we we were enjoying each other and everything was going so incredibly well and I was so freaking young so young. I got engaged at 24. I met Jonathan at 23. I am not the same person now that I was back then, but I've also lived a lot of life experience and learned a lot along the way. The next thing I also see is different parenting styles. Yeah. Authoritative versus gentle parenting and soft and kind and gentle and no punishment versus get in your room right now or parenting with an iron fist and then the other one is so soft and like understanding it's okay if you have different parenting styles it is okay but to love another human is to love all of them and support that parenting style unless it is harmful or physically hurting your child talk to them about it tell them how it makes you feel why it feels uncomfortable for you me being a solo parent I have I've changed as a parent and crazy enough I'm a parenting expert right but like individually as a human I have changed because while I don't love the masculine versus feminine discussions and argument like I we can be all at the same time and both and like I just you don't need a male and female to have a partnership you just don't but and hello i'm 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 a great example of that but i would say that i realized how connective and caregiving and loving and all the different things i was as a parent and now i've had to step into more of a role of not only being authoritative but really using that logic brain and the emotion brain and trusting in both It has taken me some time to be able to push myself to support my children in the way in which they need. Um, And I will go into that a little bit more in another podcast of why solo parenting is or what has been the hardest thing for me as a solo parent. And that is for sure one of them. But there's fear and reasons behind why I haven't been as like firm and this and that. Like there's reasons. And I've had to look at my own fears of why those things are coming up and release those fears. Those are my own things. That's my own bullshit. But my children need me to show up for them right in this moment as to what they need and who they are and how they're growing and learning and expanding and all the different things. Like they they need me. They need me to be a strong mom emotionally and logically. Like they need that. They need that to thrive. And While you may feel parenting should, quote, should go one way, that doesn't mean that it necessarily has to go that way. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to go that way 20,000% of the time. It's okay for you to disagree, but it's also okay for you to accept. Because at the end of the day, fingers crossed, your partner is doing it out of love. And it may not be the presentation you'd want, but that's their choice. And staying in your lane... In parenthood means they get to decide the relationship that they form and create and build with their children, with your children. And the last one is despite creating a partnership, your partner had a different upbringing than you. Your partner has different trauma than you. Your partner has different emotions than you. Your partner has different experiences as to who they are right in front of you today and how they've gotten to that place. And that has to be honored. If you find yourself wanting to fix your partner, it's a recipe for disaster. I can hands down tell you that. Hands down. I met Jonathan and fell in love with the person in front of me. And because our partnership or courtship, I would say, was so fast, I now know looking back on it that I didn't see all of Jonathan. I I didn't have enough time we have such immediacy culture like I've said that it's like oh you're dating oh you're this oh yeah okay when are you gonna engage when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna buy a home when are you like boom, boom 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 right and don't don't forget that you know ovarian clock right like it's it's looming shoot I was a kid but like it's still looming it's all looming for all of us right And then you see others getting engaged or married and then you think, oh, everyone's going one by one and then it just the pressure of it. Yeah, I did not see the full spectrum of Jonathan and he did not see the full spectrum of me. He didn't. And because I fell in love with the press the person in front of me fell in love with the presentation of Jonathan of who he was and that was Jonathan that was him I'm not saying that it wasn't but the different side of Jonathan the other sides that I did not see I had a very hard time racking my brain to be able to put the two together of like well this is who you presented as but this is who now you're showing up as so like I don't understand And for a while within our partnership, I held him to the standard of like, come on, let's go. Like, you got this. Like, you're this person. Like, this is who you are. Like, what are you talking about? Huh? Like, it didn't equate. It didn't equate because we didn't authentically both show up as ourselves from the beginning. And eventually, I began to accept the human who was directly in front of me and not hold on to the person I thought Jonathan was and who I longed to get back and who I wanted him to be and who I thought, like I said, he was. And that release of saying, I accept you for all of you exactly as you are, was hard. It was really, really hard. But what it did was it allowed me to take back so much emotional energy of my own and then we could really see the relationship and the partnership for what it was and for the time frame that it was like it it just it allowed me to just open my eyes to so much more and acceptance of who I was and acceptance of who he was and I'm not quite sure that those two individuals mixed which was devastating and excruciating all at the same time but I forged ahead because once you have that revelation you need to be able to continue on and be exactly who you are and same with Jonathan and unfortunately our partnership did not go the way that I had dreamt and thought it would go and I've made A lot of peace with that and I've grieved through that and acceptance of that and hope for my future of knowing more now than I did when I was that young little girl and so for you listening what can you do to shift having this toll be taken on your partnership what can you do we've talked a lot about why but like what can you do first and foremost we've discussed communication like hands down that's it That's it. But in order to communicate, I need you to place your partnership first. You were two before you were multiplying. Yeah, like start with the hub. Reconnect. Unapologetically request communication. Create alone time away from your children to reconnect and remember why you fit in the first place. You need that. Create and build trust in one another. Honor exactly who they are. Appreciate what they have given or what they do offer or who they are rather than who they aren't or what you wish they were. Cultivate active listening skills. Validate your partner's feelings. Request that your partnership validate yours. And support each other in times of struggle. I think we so desperately want our partnerships to show up. Like I was saying with my own partnership, I, I take full responsibility for like longing to have certain parts of Jonathan back that slowly faded away. And I supported him through his struggles for years and in the best way I could. But it was wearing on me. And the reason it was wearing on me is because I took his struggles on as my own. That means I chose to attempt to fix his struggles rather than support. And what I'm telling you here is to support in times of struggle, not fix. And I believe that's what's, what got us into a dynamic of tons of discomfort that we had to move through for ourselves and figure out. And if you can support yourself and support your partner, not fix yourself or fix your partner or attempt to fix the relationship, that is what will bring you back to ground zero. That is what will support the two of you through the longevity of your partnership. And most importantly, showing up as you and all of you, every single day, unapologetically, I did not show up as me, for me, as myself at all. And by the time I did, Jonathan was like, who are, like, who is, like, what is this? He didn't know that side of me because I was so uncomfortable and afraid to show it. I was so, so young that I myself didn't know who I was. And so as you reflect on hearing all of this, ask yourself some questions. Am I showing up for myself in this partnership? Am I supporting my partner? Am I fixing my partner? Am I longing for my partner to be someone or something different than who they really are? And with answering those hard questions, you can begin the work of awareness and healing. Healing into creating a new, honest, authentic connection and replacing tons of rifts and strains and projections and pressure. Your children need you. Your children need your partnership to be first. Your children need your communication with your partnership to be strong. Your children need you to show up as authentically as you can with yourself and with your partnership. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to argue. It's okay to have patches and growths along the way. Like it's okay. But as long as you show the most authentic version of yourself, that's what your children are looking for. They don't want some fake performance version of you. I just feel sticky and uncomfortable and gross. And like, they're smart. They know. Come on. Like, they freaking know. Like, like, for instance, when you, when they're like, hey, mom, what happened? You're like, oh, nothing, sweetie. Everything's fine. Like, bullshit. They know. They know. Your children are smart as AF. Like, they are. We don't give them enough credit. We don't give them enough credit for what they can Taken, we don't give them enough credit for what they understand we don't give them enough credit for who they are and what they're capable of learning and it's like it's okay it's okay to be honest with them it's okay to share with them and it's okay to be yourself in front of them because that is what you're modeling for your children into who they will become so ask yourself those hard questions take some time to reflect ask yourself what you would like for your partnership to look like. Communicate those things to your partner. Don't ask them to fix it for you. State that this is what you want and to work together as a team. And trust and know that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have highs and lows. So often we feel that when your boyfriend and girlfriend, you can talk to your girlfriends about it all day long, right? Like, oh God, I don't know if this is it. Like he lied to me, or she this or that, 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 that like I don't know. Boom, you get engaged. The shield comes down, right? The drapes close, the blinds shut. No bad can be discussed about your partnership ever again. Because if it is, people are gonna talk or you fear that they're gonna share with their partner. Oh, hey, they're they're struggling, they're having issues. Like and then maybe you feel like they get off on knowing that someone else is struggling. We're all struggling. If you don't struggle and you have like a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory style like blissful. Heck, that that movie wasn't bliss. But like, you know what I mean? If If it looks like glitter and butterflies and rainbows all the time, like that's not realistic. Sorry, it's not. It's performative. It is okay. It is okay to talk about struggles. It is okay to struggle. It is okay to admit their struggles. It is okay to be open and honest with your friends. Lean on them and share. Open up the blinds and share. Because that might help you get to the other side. That might help support you in terms of figuring out how the heck and what direction to take next. And if I can leave you with one thing as we are ending this podcast today I would say to trust yourself trust who you are trust how you're feeling trust what's going on and move forward forge ahead with as much open and honest belief within yourself that you possibly can and know that no matter what happens along your journey of partnership no matter the struggles along the way or the the highs and lows or the in-betweens like Know you will be okay, not just because you have no choice, but because you've got you, because you have that self trust. I'm standing, actually sitting here talking to you saying, I'm okay. I'm okay after a really, really hard, hard marriage and hard pregnancies and losing Jonathan. I'm okay. Do I struggle? Sure. Do I have times where I'm exhausted and depleted and all the things? Sure. It's not rainbows and butterflies over here either. But no matter what happens, have the belief in yourself that you will be okay. Even in the lows. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.